Ahoy, Shock Fantasy fans. This is Matt Harrison, and before the show begins, I have three jobs for you. First, please take a look at your phone and hit the subscribe button on the Shock Fantasy podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Second, wherever you're listening, give me a rating and a review for the show. If you include your Twitter handle in the review, we might send you something fun in the mail. We do that periodically. And third, if you haven't yet subscribed to the season pass of Shock Fantasy, you should. You get 365 days of the Shock Fantasy Super Dash, which gives you stats and info to set all of your weekly lineups, including DFS lineups. The Redraft and Dynasty trade value charts, so you never get taken to the cleaners in a trade. Our waiver wire content each week. The Super Bowl, Thanksgiving, and NFL Draft prop bet games so you can make friendly wagers with your family and friends at the most important football gatherings and preseason cheat sheets for basically every kind of fantasy football imaginable. You'd be getting those for next year. Now all of that curated color coded data comes to you for only $40 for a full year. That's 76.9 cents per week. But if you act now and use the promo code AirBear. You get the whole year for only 25 bucks. That's promo code AIRBEAR, A-I-R-B-E-A-R, for those of you who are brave spellers. Enter that at checkout and we'll knock off $15. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Now, first off, how would we describe shock? <laughs> Welcome to the fantasy. <laughs> nice. Nice. Man, you are one pathetic loser. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shock Fantasy Podcast. This is Matt Harrison. It's a little bit later on Tuesday night than I normally do the Waiver Wire podcast. But hey, what do you do when life gets in the way? You do the Waiver Wire podcast from the Hockey Arena parking lot like I've been known to do in the past. If you ever see, you know, a guy doing a podcast in a hockey arena parking lot, stop by, say hello. Uh, It's the Waiver Wire podcast this week, and uh, before we get to that, I'd like to remind you all to rate and review the Shock Fantasy podcast wherever you listen. Uh, Five stars is uh, preferable, but uh, you know what to do. All right, let's get into the Todd Heap Memorial Injury Report. We're going to start at the quarterback position. Justin Fields had an x-ray on his throwing hand. He's okay. Uh, available to play this week, but, uh, man, Matt Nagy, that's a thing. Christian McCaffrey was the big injury of the week. Hamstring injury will miss at least this week, but it could be longer, could stretch into a month, could be more. I have McCaffrey on one of my teams. I'm not looking forward to this. Chris Carson, he strained his hamstring, but he kept playing for the Seahawks. Uh, Let's see how it goes in practice this week. Carson's been known to be a guy who gets dinged up from time to time. Uh, Keep a a close eye on this. Gio Bernard, he dinged up his knee in the Bucs game last week on his way into the end zone. James White was carted off the field. He's going to miss some time with a hip injury. They think he might be done for the year. He's at least going on IR for a while. Uh, Mike Davis was limping a bit on the sidelines for the Falcons. Keep an eye on that one there. Could be a little bump for Cordero Patterson. Tyler Lockett may have a sprained MCL. 
Uh, might miss this week. Uh, might be able to play through it. Just a sprain, though. That's good. Uh, Devontae Adams was knocked out, like unconscious, for a couple of seconds, but did came back, come back in the game like two plays later, which is absolutely unreal that he didn't get to the blue tent. Juju Smith-Schuster, he had a rib injury and left the game for Pittsburgh. Uh, Chase Claypool looking like suddenly the wide receiver won without question in Pittsburgh. A.J. Brown, hamstring is considered week to week. Uh, they're saying it could be anything from one to six weeks for A.J. Brown. Uh, that's a little concerning there. Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton, both of the Giants, both have hamstring injuries. Both are kind of similar to Brown in week to week right now. Uh, might have a giant that you can pick up in a little bit here. Elijah Moore, he has a concussion. Uh, he hasn't really done all that much this year. KJ Hamler did tear his ACL. He is out for the year. We'll talk about that Broncos situation in a minute. Uh, Gronk got a rib injury, came back in the game, but uh, keep an eye on Gronk. I, I think that it's possible that they could give him some rest games during the season. Probably not this week going back to New England. I think he'll want to uh, be in that one for sure. And then uh, non-fantasy guys that uh, were injured. The big one was Colts guard Quentin Nelson, who was carted off the field with an ankle injury, copying Carson Wentz yet again. I can't believe he keeps copying Carson Wentz on the injury front. Here we go. Let's get into the position, starting with quarterback. Sam Darnold is only 16% rostered right now. He's averaging 296 and a score and a half per game so far in this young season. They haven't played the most difficult schedule yet, and this is this week's test against the Cowboys. Will definitely be Darnold's most difficult of the season, but he's looking good, and uh, Adam Gase is not in his life anymore, and that's really helped. Ooh, I got I to gotta pop a little beverage here. Inside podcasting, I just about coughed. That wasn't good. Uh, delicious bubbly bounce caffeinated sparkling water. Mango passion fruit flavor. Kirk Cousins. Oh, by the way, 5% if he's available in your league for Sam Darnold. Kirk Cousins is 52% rostered. He should be on everybody's, he should be in every league, or owned in every league, basically. Uh, averaging 306 and almost three scores per game. Uh, I don't know why his roster percentage is so low. Well, I mean, I do know because he's not fun to watch and he's kind of a square dude, but he just keeps putting up good numbers and you're going to need to drop probably 7% to get him this week. Uh, it would have been cheaper last week, but uh, hey, now's the time. Taylor Heineke is 5% rostered right now, and this is kind of your take a chance on me play uh, as he's playing the Falcons this week, and the Falcons are maybe the worst defense in the league. They're currently allowing 269 nice yards. You suck, you jackass. Oh, that wasn't the right one. Well, we're waiting. I don't have my little button nice. thing. In front. There we go. Nice. Yeah, there it is. Uh, anyway, uh, he's very startable this week, Heineke. It should only cost you about 2% to get Heineke on your roster. Let's move on to the running back. Uh, that starts with uh, the marquee player who's going to be on the waiver wire this week, and that's Chuba Hubbard, uh, who's only 19% rostered right now. Uh, I'm I'm imagining those 19% are mostly CMC owners who uh, did the handcuff thing, but there's a few that didn't. Uh, so we have seen this before. Christian McCaffrey will be out for a while. They just usually roll with one guy in the RB1 role as they did with Mike Davis last year. Last week, it was Hubbard who ended up with 56% of the snaps. 
compared to Royce Freeman at 15%. And if you're a CMC manager and you really need him to keep a running back in your roster, you probably have to drop about 50% of your remaining fab budget to get him. If you're not the CMC guy and going for the block, it might be a bit more. You might have to pay a couple bucks extra. Could be very well worth it if McCaffrey misses a month, which is very plausible, or possibly re-injures himself in a different way, which he did last year. So he's kind of worth it. I'm, I'm, I'm in on getting Chuba Hubbard on your team. Uh, a guy I'm not really in on getting on your team who's looked good in relief of another running back is Peyton Barber. Um, Barber has taken over the bell call role until Josh Jacobs returns because Kenyon Drake is just the pass-catching guy in this offense. The problem is Josh Jacobs could be back very soon. Uh, no one's spending more than 3% on Peyton Barber, though, so he's a cheap startable option if Jacobs is inactive this week. Zach Moss is 56% rostered. He was dropped in a ton of leagues, including one of mine where I dropped him in one of my 10-team leagues. Uh, I'm going to try to pick him back up this week, but while everybody on Fantasy Football Weekly, you know, including me in the past, wants wanted Zach Moss to take over and just be the guy there on that great offense. There's a decent probability that he's just a guy. His stats in college were great, but his combine times, his speed, they left a lot to be desired. I'm going to try to nab him again at about 12% in my league, but I'd actually like to, in turn, go ahead and flip and sell high on Zach Moss right now because I don't foresee a lot more of the two touchdown performances coming this year. Kenneth Gainwell is 32% rostered in leagues. He's averaging five carries and three targets per game. That's a workload value when you add those two together of eight. Miles Sanders is only averaging 13 in that category. So only five more carries plus targets, which we like to call workload on Shock Fantasy. And that's not a huge delta. He's also only the only Eagles running back to score so far this year. This situation is more fluid than people give it credit. 2% should get you Gainwell, and it might be kind of a good sneaky play right now to get Kenny Gainwell. All right, let's move on. Wide receiver. Yeah. Everybody's going to bid on Josh Gordon this week, who's pretty much unrostered. Signed with the Chiefs. Here's what I think you should do. Do not place a bid on him. In fact, whoever wins him in fab, in your league, immediately make a trade offer to that team for their best wide receiver. Because if they think that Josh Gordon is going to be that big of a help and they spent serious fab money on him, they're, they're going to think they're deep at that roster spot. So go make a trade offer for whoever gets Josh Gordon and, and try to pick their best wide receiver off their roster. I'm not signing J- Josh Gordon onto my team. He hasn't been relevant since Barack Obama was in office, and that was probably his first term. The Chiefs do not feature a second wide receiver, hardly ever. See Sammy Watkins, who's probably got a lot more left in the tank than Josh Gordon. At best, he's a decoy for Hill and Kelsey. You just won't find the right spot to start him ever. Do not bid on him. Jacoby Myers is 59% rostered in leagues, averaging almost 10 targets per game. He's certainly Mac Jones' favorite target. The touchdowns haven't been there throughout his career, but they're coming. Also, the Pats don't seem to have a ton of success with the double tight end sets so far this year, and they're starting to play a little bit more 
of a spread offense, getting the wide receivers out there a little bit more. And I like those odds for Myers. He'll be on the field all the time. Uh, he's in a good spot this week against the Bucks too. I imagine he's teetering close to eight or nine catches against Brady's defense. 4% will probably do on Jacoby Myers. As promised, let's talk about Tim Patrick, who we've talked about for three straight weeks now. Uh, his roster percentage has not gone up from – he's at 19% right now. Uh, it sh- probably should go up now that K.J. Hamler is done for the season with a torn ACL. Patrick becomes the number two in that offense until Jerry Judy gets back in a few weeks. He's averaging four catches for 58 yards and has scored twice in three games. He's very startable this week against the Ravens, too. That's not the same Ravens team that you're used to. It probably cost you 1% or 2% last week. we got to bump that up to about 4% this week. Khalif Raymond is a wide receiver who leads his team in targets, catches, and yards from the wide receiver position. Although you might not even know who Khalif Raymond is, he's evidently the wide receiver one for the Detroit Lions. The Lions are passing a ton and will probably continue to do so this week against a Bears defense. That's really not what it used to be. It'll only cost you a buck for Khalif Raymond, who's barely rostered in any leagues. Another guy who's barely rostered, Colin Johnson. You may remember him from such films as the 2019 Jacksonville Jaguars and Stop My Eyes Are Bleeding. Johnson played for the Jags, but he's down the depth chart a bit for the Giants right now. Normally he's after Galladay, who really hasn't been healthy yet. Sterling Shepard, who just had a hamstring injury. Darius Slayton, who just had a hamstring injury. And Kadarius Toney, who just whined to Twitter that he wanted to be more involved. Not a good look for a rookie who really hasn't done anything to prove himself yet. Uh, Johnson, no-nonsense vet. Uh, I think he fits in the Joe Judge mold. He got seven targets and five receptions last week, and he'll probably do that again this week as the wide receiver two in New York. And a buck is all it will take for Colin Johnson. Last wide receiver, Hunter Renfro, he's 12% rostered and is leading the Raiders that are not named Darren Waller in targets and receptions. And actually, at 5.3 receptions per game, he's not that far behind Darren Waller at 6.6. He's definitely the possession guy, but that offense looks a lot more capable and can move the ball a little bit better than in years past. I'd throw two bucks on Hunter Renfro. Let's move on to the tight end position. Here it is. Tight end. Ah, Mike Gesicki was Jacoby Brissett's favorite target. And I guess if Tua sits out another game, I, I honestly, I can't talk myself into Mike Gesicki. There's other guys I like more. He's 60% rostered. If you're in a league that he's not rostered in, there's a reason for that. You probably don't need the tight end position nearly that badly. Tyler Conklin is a guy who's a little bit more interesting to me. He's only 3% rostered. He scored last week against Seattle. He's really the only tight end in town for the Vikings right now. This week he faces a Browns team that's allowing 74 yards per game to opposing tight ends. That's the seventh most in the league. And he's a dollar store value, so it only cost you a buck. And last tight end we're going to mention is Dalton Schultz, also 3% rostered. Kind of tough to figure this one out between Schultz and Blake Jarwin. But Schultz has been the big winner in the end zone this year, scoring twice. Well, teammate Blake Jarwin has not found pay dirt yet. I'm nervous that it could flip at any moment, but he's worth a buck if you need help at the position. He's obviously the more healthy tight end over Blake Jarwin. There it is. That's it. 
That's the end of the podcast for today. You can follow me on Twitter at Explosive Output or at Shock Fantasy. And remember to rate and review the podcast five stars on whatever platform you listen to. And I urge you, if you like what you hear, share it with your friends. Share it with your friends that aren't in your league, at least. Jeez. All right. We'll see you guys or talk at you next time on the Shock Fantasy Podcast. 